Joined in studio by Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and also City Finance Director Brenda Engelstead. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? Great. You're sounding way <laughs> chipper. Yeah, it's like almost like maybe the first day of fall. The weather is changing. I'm waiting for the trees, you know, to get on board and change colors here. Well, but I think they're starting. And, yeah. Uh, yesterday. 92 degrees. We set a record <laughs> high yesterday. That really yeah. caught me off guard. It was hot. Yeah, I, just a little bit. It took me a while to figure out, oh, that's right. I turned off my air conditioner <laughs> last month and might have to turn it on for this. Last night you had a city council yeah. meeting. Uh, usually uh, uh, Ben Martig is in with you. Ben's off to what, League of Cities or something? Uh, it's ICMA, International City Manager's. City Managers Association. Okay. So it's really just a, an opportunity for him to get out of the city and really dedicate some uh, time to improving on professional level, see what information is out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just really grateful right. that he's taking that time uh, to do that. And so we don't mind stepping in. <laughs> well, we have, uh, as we mentioned, you've been working on the uh, preliminary tax levy, and we'll get to that in just a moment or so. So Brenda's going to help us out with that. A couple of the things I guess we can talk about uh, beforehand. And number one, the, what uh, the most conversation last night was uh, what to do with uh, edible cannabinoids <laughs> and how to, how to approach that. We talked in the past where cities around the state are kind of blindsided by by the state uh, legalizing that so everybody Mm -hmm. seems to be scrambling Uh, the one it is legal to do that now from what I understand Uh, you took that motion or that motion has been taken but you just you're still trying to figure out how to license it and a couple of the other uh, uh, details that go along with that yeah so the council did vote on that second reading last night so again we were down to about six people on the council to vote in favor of this and for resolutions you need at least four people uh, to in order for it to be passed so Mm -hmm. last night we needed to get into agreement on two issues and ultimately the summary publication of the ordinance so the the second reading of the ordinance did pass and so that that background or the foundation for licensing is there what we were not able to get accomplished last night is to find that place of agreement with regards to the fees mm-hmm. for the licensing and to cover the costs uh, for what it would take for the city really to implement something that's really not regulated yet. Normally for our liquor licenses and our tobacco licenses, you see state-level regulations with regards to those. That's not true with edible cannabinoids. I'm still like wanting to try and make sure that it just rolls <laughs> out my tongue. Too here, many so. syllables in yeah. that word, yeah. And and so without that extra level of regulation, that really puts the the responsibility solely with um, those regulating agencies, which mm-hmm. happens to be the city of Northfield. So there's extra work that needs to be done there. And so the council is still, will probably be taking that up at our next regular meeting to figure out the, the fees. For that. You know, the state legislature that was passed and you know, once again, kind of surprised everybody July 1st, all of a sudden this is, uh, is legal now. Um, are they going to take steps to address some of those guidelines? Uh, have you have you talked with our state legislators yet? No, but they should be. I think you <laughs> you talk to them. So I think they're aware. And if they're not hearing it yet from cities, they're mm-hmm. going to. I mean, the League of Minnesota Cities, it's just that 
uh, advocating agency for all cities across the state of Minnesota was taken by surprise by this. And we will definitely, cities all across the state are going to be having conversations. They're okay. going to hear it if they haven't heard it already. So the uh, for the, uh, uh, let's say, a liquor license, the uh, the going rate for that right now is $3,000. There was discussion about how to put this maybe $1,500, $3,000. Uh, Councillor mm-hmm. Peterson White mentioned 1500 Councillor yeah. Allen is looking at more of 800 for a right. preliminary thing because there's not that much being sold right now. Is there? Is this going to be voted on next time? It seems like yes. there's a wide range of uh, yeah. options there. Yeah. Well, and I think what we did is uh, we didn't, we weren't able to come to agreement on it. And the original recommendation was three thousand dollars, and then um, eight hundred and fifteen hundred were both put out there. But um, I think it's going to give the council just an opportunity to kind of weigh the pros and cons and really. Uh, think through it a little bit more and I'm sure that we'll be able to come to agreement at our next regular okay. council meeting. I want to move on to the tax yeah. levy because that's going to generate some conversation here and yeah. you brought uh, the finance director Brenda Engelstad with you. Brenda, mm-hmm. thank you so much for coming in. Uh, start off by explaining everything we need to know about, <laughs> about how property tax works. Now we won't put you on the spot but I think a lot of people, they hear the tax levy is going up 18.5% yeah. but what about them, their house? Uh, is that, when it comes down to the level of the average taxpayer, what are we looking at there? How does this whole thing work? Yeah, thanks for the question, Jeff. <laughs> um, we, so the tax, the city's tax levy is one component of what affects your property taxes. So it's the um, the the total amount the city levies, but also the net tax capacity of the entire city. So you take that total levy, divide it by the net tax capacity, that becomes your tax rate and is applied to your house. So if um, we did some, we showed some estimates that included what um, the average house would be impacted. So that last night they approved an 18.5% levy increase, but the net tax capacity for the city is up 15%. So they're, both of those numbers are going up. So the tax rate itself will only go up slightly. So it will. So the impact on the average Rice County house, which is average value of two hundred ninety-two thousand, the increase would be five dollars and seventy-four cents a month. If that same house went up fourteen percent in value, mm-hmm. along with what the total net tax capacity is, that increase would be thirty dollars and eight cents a month. So everybody's got to look at their house and look at individually did we increase did we not because part of that net tax capacity is also impacted by new construction increased commercial residential you know commercial industrial as opposed to residential Mm -hmm. and in last year's budget they did want to focus some additional um, funding towards the economic development so that we could look to attract other commercial industrial um, to Northfield that would then reduce any impact to the residential customers if you've got new development on that side. Um, so the 18.5% increase is somewhat offset by the you know 15% increase in market value. Mm-hmm. Um, so the tax rates won't, they'll go up, but not, not anything like 18.5%. But if your house went up, there will be another impact as well based on that valuation change. So that, um, yeah, that, <clears throat> pardon me, the, the valuation change is... Uh, the largest component, potentially the largest component of uh, of how much of their tax is going to increase, how much that's going to be impacted? 
It would Is be that? that in the rate. Yes. Okay. So the rate's going up slightly, and uh-huh. then plus their valuation change. All right. Uh, now, this is uh, what is our overall tax levy? How many dollars do the people throw into the, the pot every uh, year here in Northfield? And mm-hmm. where does that stand as opposed to where our budget is? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did have a slide on that last night as well. So the total budget uh, or the total levy citywide, including all funds, will be you know just slightly over $14 million. Um, that... If you look at total revenue, so if we've got $14 million, but the total revenue um, that the city has, mm-hmm. um, just in the the general total revenue is more like $33 million. Okay. But we've also got, you know, that would uncover you know, utility fees and things like that that they also approved last night. Um, LGA is another, you know, larger revenue component that we get from the state. Okay. Um, that's just over $3 million. And then we've got the other building permits and other types of revenue, fines, mm-hmm. licenses, those types of things. Mm-hmm. But for the city, that property tax component does represent, you know, 59% of our general fund revenue. Okay. So it is a big component. And when we talked last night, when we see increases, if our other revenue is staying the same or relatively flat, any increases have to be funded then by the property tax. So you'll see some larger increases to that property tax when your other revenue is flat. All right. Uh, Rich printed out uh, the uh, information, the slide show that you gave, the PowerPoint. (laughs) Boy, there's a lot of information in here. I'm sifting through it. He gave it to me about 20 minutes ago. I'm looking through and thinking, whoa. But, uh, Mayor, let's get back to you. Let's talk about that. 18%. Okay, you know, people can understand we had 8%, 8 8.5% inflation. We've got a 10% increase above and beyond in addition to that 8%. What... uh, you know, we, I guess we talked a little bit about this uh, last week, but man, that's a, that's a lot. And that's three years in a row that we've been hitting the double digits. Uh, yeah. We asked Ben last week, um, you know, when does it stop? Mm-hmm. When are we not going to double uh, have double digit increases mm-hmm. in our taxes? Yeah. And I think it, it's really important uh, to recognize that uh, the percentage, the percentage may look like a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's that's an important component to look at. But when you look at overall, all the different things that the resources are going to, uh, public safety is a really important component to that. And I think as you've got it in your PowerPoint, Jeff, mm-hmm. I think it's like 39 uh, percent goes to ensuring that our public safety is well funded. That's police and fire. Um, that's a really our community really relies on those emergency responders to be able to work within the city and have adequate equipment, um, both vehicles as well as other sorts of equipment so that they can do their jobs safely and provide for the needs of our community. The second uh, largest component, I believe, is uh, public works, and that's all of the city infrastructure, which is pretty major. So funding a city is not inexpensive. And if you allow things to fall into disrepair, it's only going to be even more expensive later. And we are still uh, trying to play some catch-up here. Our um, parks, we know, is, I think, uh, only seen marginal increases over the last 10 years. And that is something that we are looking at uh, to find a, 
a solution to. I would say we also have our our wonderful library that's here that's meeting the needs of our community. And so that was one of the key components of the increase of expanding our library out over into our NCRC building as a way to connect with a different group of people. And so you will see if there's not overspending, I would see here, Jeff, I, I would say there's adequate funding that's actually being delegated and assigned to different areas so that we can meet the needs of our community. And I understand it's not something that we've normally seen before, but there's this is a six-month long process. The council's had three different work sessions on this, opportunities to ask questions and ensure that uh, they're ready to vote on this, and there'll be additional <laughs> opportunities as we move forward. But uh, you'll see there, I think there were, in addition to the library, there's the police and fire funding. Okay, thanks, Brenda. So there's the NAFERS funding, uh, potentially adding a full-time fire chief and increased training with that. That's a really important component there, of uh, increasing uh, the service level from our, our fire department is really important to the safety of our community. Police overtime increases. We have some succession planning that we're doing with regards to our police department because we're going to see increased uh, a number of retirements. And so planning ahead for that is really important. Now, the uh, the tax levy, looking here on some of the information that was given last night, uh, in 2021 was $10.6 million, and the preliminary 23, just two years later, you're looking at $14 million. Uh, so that's like three and a half million. That's about thirty-five percent in two years. Yep. When is this going to stop? Yep. Is the big point. Is it next year? I mean, are we going to be hitting double digits? Is this just going to keep on skyrocketing until we hit some type of number that uh, I don't know lines up with a, a suburb that somebody's picked out? Those are those are good questions, Jeff. And I think one of the things that we're looking at is we're we're not keeping our community at status quo or mediocre levels. So you will see the city taking um, action to ensure that our road infrastructure is well maintained. Mm -hmm. And so there is a cost to that, a water treatment plant to ensure that we have quality water for all of our residents is something that many cities are moving towards. When you look at uh, where we are with our comparable cities, and we compare and contrast with 13 of those comparable cities, and most people, when they um, they look at Faribault because it's the closest city and they can really, people go to Faribault, they can kind of, it's more real to them. Mm -hmm. And so Faribault is one of those key comparable cities that's right within uh, our, that we compare and contrast to. And local government aid is a really important revenue source for city, for almost all cities across the state of Minnesota. And so when you look at uh, before LGA is applied to that overall budget or the levy amounts that are provided for our 13 comparable cities, you will see Faribault's below uh, is levying less, I believe, than, uh, than we are as a city. But as soon as you add in that local government aid, Faribault and Northfield are right in line with one another. So you have two cities. You can compare and contrast in terms of the service levels that are being provided between the two cities, and you will see that we were right in line. We are not uh, charging anything more 
than what our comparable city, our neighbor to the south of us, is charging. Okay, I city, hope you know that. City, uh, city infrastructure, local government, mm-hmm. is not inexpensive, but people are really working hard to ensure that we're providing the level of services that our community members want. Okay, and I and hope need. you know that uh, this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the guy in town that has a microphone. Uh, People come up to me all the time and ask me about this and say, you know, ask them, ask them this question. When's, uh, you know, and that the biggest thing is, you know, when, uh, when are we going to stop seeing the big increases? So I'm passing along information that that I'm getting uh, and questions Mm -hmm. that I receive from the public when I go grocery shopping or uh, uh, go out for dinner somewhere. But, uh, and I I don't mind that at all. But uh, so anyway, there's going to be more, um, more conversation because this is preliminary. This is not a done deal yet. And uh, we'll see where it kind of all shapes out. And unfortunately, we're out of time for now. Uh, Is there anything else about last night's meeting or about taxes you'd like to mention? Uh, We've gone over this. Mm -hmm. It's a deep subject and we could go a lot deeper. Yeah. I think uh, I mentioned to Rich last night and that next week is an open uh, an open opportunity for us to come back in. Mm-hmm. It's not a regular uh, meeting, and so there could be an opportunity for Ben Martik and myself to come back in next week dedicated strictly to budget. Oh, great. And really going over some of uh, those questions that you're getting out there. Mm-hmm. So if you have those in advance... Send those to us because that can give us really an opportunity to give you more uh, solid information if we can know what those questions are. Oh, absolutely. I would also say people can talk to me, too. I'm I'm the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) We have got six other council members. They're out there representing the community as well. If you have pointed questions that you want to ask us, we've got open public comments portion of our agenda last night. No one spoke about the budget. Mm -hmm. No one came and commented on any of the budget items. Now, I understand sometimes it can feel a little bit intimidating to come into Mm -hmm. the council chambers and come prepared to speak for two minutes. And sometimes maybe you think at at that point is kind of futile. Well, this is still your city. And this is an opportunity for you to come in, engage. And if you feel more comfortable, you know, having a one-on-one conversation with somebody or sending somebody uh, some email questions, do that. That's really important. We want people to be engaged and feel like this is this is their city. Um, but I, I think you're going to find it's not, there's no easy solution here. And when you have 10 tokens and you've got 20 potential places where you can put those 10 tokens, you're going to find that those other 10 spots out there that actually need resources are also really important mm-hmm. uh, for funding uh, our community. I see you looking at the clock. I know. We're, right. We're running like... along. But no, I, I thank you very much for, yeah. for saying that I and mean, for volunteering to come in next week where we have a little yeah. more time. We'll clear out some things next week for you. Okay. And uh, uh, so we, it's much appreciated. And for our listeners out there, uh, you heard her. See, if you got questions, uh, send them to the mayor, send them to me. Uh, you just uh, news at kymnradio.net. That's the best mm-hmm. address here. News yeah. at kymnradio.net. And is it Rhonda.Pownell or? Uh, <laughs> I think so. Rhonda.Pownell at ci.norfield.mn.us. You can find emails right on the City of Norfield's website. There's a quick link, even if you want to send an email to all the council. All right. So. Well, and Brenda, thank you so much for coming in. It's much appreciated and uh, for 
trying to answer some of those questions. Difficult questions, man. Taxes are, are not a simple thing. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank Nor- you. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and Finance Director Brenda Engelstead. You're listening to 95.1 FM and AM 1080.